Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. Today, we are chatting about balancing your health and fighting inflammation. We are chatting with a real doctor, you guys, Dr. Stephen Cabral, and he is amazing. And what I love about this episode is we are, he's like giving us all the facts, but he also had pre-sent me a little inflammation test. So we're even going over my results, which you know, some of them are good, some of them not so much, but I did learn a lot and am implementing all the changes he suggested and you can as well. So we're going to be talking about preventing inflammation, how to balance your omegas. He's sharing the ideal diet for optimal health, beauty, and fitness, and how to still have fun and balance it all with health and wellness, because, you know, maybe we want to have some margaritas this summer. Maybe we want to go to a barbecue and binge the pasta salad. You know, we've all been there. We're also going to touch on just kind of like intermittent fasting cleanses. Like we kind of go all over the place as it relates to health and wellness. So you're going to love it. Okay. So if you missed the last episode, it was a solo episode with me talking about how I have renounced some of the spiritual practices and I'm leaning towards a more very simplified connection to God. And that doesn't mean I'm going religious on you guys, but I have been reading the Bible and really just simplifying my practice. There is so much going on. And if God is the most potent force, why are we just not connecting to God and using that as our one and only practice and our worship and, you know, what we put all of our energy towards. So I'm talking a little bit about that on the previous episode, but then there were so many questions after I've been getting so many DMs, so many comments from you guys. And asking me, you know, what practices specifically that I've renounced and what is feeling, you know, what my practice looks like now and what's feeling dark for me and what's feeling good for me and what they should be thinking about. And so I got so many questions. I did a huge Q&A on Instagram. And also, side note, I changed my Instagram handle. It used to be Shocker Girl Co. And now it is Amberly Lyons, all one word. So if you're already following me, then you don't need to like refollowing me. I just like changed that existing account. But if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Amberly Lyons. So Amber, L-E-E-L-Y-O-N-S. And I'm going to, with all of those questions I received, I'm going to do a Q&A episode going even deeper into all of these shifts that I've been making. And I talked a little bit about how I want to create some kind of like seven day detox or 21 day detox. I don't know how many days it's going to be, but I want to create some kind of container where we can do this together. And only if you feel called, I don't not trying to convince anyone of anything, but I know so many people listened to my story in the last episode and what I've shared on Instagram and have said, oh my gosh, I've been feeling the same way. I've been feeling so much more toward, drawn towards God and Jesus and some of the spiritual stuff is starting to feel a little bit dark. So if that's you and you're looking to just really purify your practices, purify your life. And I found that through this journey, I've just been detoxing and purging so many things. Like I've been eating a lot lighter. I've been getting rid of a lot of clothes and a lot of clutter. And yeah, it's just been this whole transformation. So I look forward to sharing more with you guys. And I always say, I don't have all the answers. I'm just sharing my experience. I'm not claiming to be this guru priestess that knows everything and that you have to follow what I say, like, or that I know the answers and I'm doing it the right way. Like, hell no. Like that is not what I'm saying. I am saying I am at a place of kind of limbo and I'm working through and I know where I'm leaning towards. And there's a lot of shifts and changes that are happening along the way. And I'm just kind of bringing you guys along on that journey. And a lot of it, I've actually kept to myself. This has been a journey that's been happening for probably about a year now. And I don't always talk about everything and I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I just felt called to and I did. So whatever it is, what it is. 
So not claiming to be perfect, not claiming to know it all, but if you are seeking and you are on a similar path, then yeah, I'll do some kind of, some kind of container where we can do it all together. And it's just nice to have the community as well and know that you're not alone. So if you are feeling the same, I'd love to know, just reach out to me on Instagram as well. Amberly Lyons. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Chakra girl, the name has retired. And is the name of the podcast going to change? I don't know yet. Maybe, maybe not. Again, I don't have the answers. I don't fully know the path. I'm, I'm in the midst of figuring it all out and we'll let you know what I do. All right, lives, let's move into this episode with Dr. Stephen Cabral. You are going to learn so, so much. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. I am your host, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have a very amazing health-focused episode today with Dr. Stephen Cabral. He is a board-certified doctor of naturopathy and the founder of the Cabral Wellness Institute, which is an online educational and private practice where he uses functional medicine, lab testing, personalized wellness plans to help people rebalance mind and body to recover from things like autoimmune, thyroid, fatigue, weight gain, any of those things that, you know, we're kind of dealing with skin, mood, all the things that are kind of hard to treat and just those annoying things we want to get rid of. So I actually took his at-home inflammation score test, and we're going to review it today. So you guys are going to get the BTS of what the hell's going on in my body as well. And we're going to tell you how you guys can try one as well. So welcome to the show, Dr. Stephen Cabral. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yay. Excited. So everyone that listens knows that we always ask for sun, moon, and rising. Stephen did not know his, but we've looked it up. And so you know that you're an Aries. I want to talk about right. how you, you're like fire energy. Tell us your journey with being an Aries. <laughs> One, it's, it's great being on as well, because I now get to know my moon and my, you know, rising as well. Exactly. And so for me, it's funny because growing up, I didn't know a lot about um, astrology or astrological signs uh, or moving into the realm, I would say even more of spirituality beyond organized religion. And when I started to look more into it, I was, was quite fascinated. And I realized that when I started just at a um, foundational level of understanding my sign, which is an Aries, that it it not only knew me in ways that other people didn't know me, it was it knew me in ways I didn't even know myself. Yeah. And once I realized that, I'm like, how is this possible? You know, how can this be? Is there more to this? Like, predestination? Am I meant to achieve something in life? Like I started to have all of these different thoughts. And what I realized eventually, and I kind of came to is that this is part of our, our nature. Yeah. Um, it's not just genetics. It's also, it's all of these things that, that make us who we are. And it's this energy and it's this vibration and this frequency. And so what I learned though, as well, and I know that we'll talk about this is that I let my eeries though, overpower my physical body Mm -hmm. And it started to burn me out. And so I had to actually learn how to be, how to live with this overall, I think, energy and frequency in me. Yeah. And I feel like that's, what's so interesting is like, we can really rely heavily on one of our signs. Um, but when we start to like understand the other parts of our chart, we can be like, okay, I'm going to like soften into this other side of me, this other version of me. So I love that you identified that, but yeah, so they say that your, so your sun sign is Aries, your rising, they say is like the mask that you wear like how people see you. And then your moon is kind of how you are in like conflict or maybe like your shadow self. I always say it's like the things that you wish you could change the most. <laughs> so for you as like a cancer rising people, I always say like cancers are the funnest person in the room, like the most bubbly person in the room until they're not <laughs> like, <laughs> like a little bit like, I don't want to say dramatic, but they, they're like, their emotions can really change other people's. Like if you walk into the room and you're in a bad mood, like everyone will feel it. But if you're in a good mood, everyone will feel it. And most of the time you are, is that accurate? <laughs> um, I would say again, my former self. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. I just overdid things Yeah, and, and they came with a lot. I'm a, I'm an emotional 
passionate, intense person by nature. I always just attributed that to the Aries, yeah. um, which is intense and fiery, but um, for sure. And, and now I don't try to take over a room when I walk into it, you know, like I don't exactly. want to be that person. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I would say that's, that's on. Yeah, for sure. Well, and they do say like our purpose here on earth is to like transmute our chart and <laughs> like yeah. look at the things that are like not serving us and to transmute them. So love that you've balanced that, but also with cancers, they're like homebodies. They like are very nurturing. They love like food and like enjoyment and like pleasure. And that's very similar to Scorpio energy too. I actually feel like Scorpios and um, cancers are very similar. So, and then Scorpios also have this like mysterious side of them where they'll like, they'll tell you a little bit, but they like to keep things close to their chest. Hmm. So, yeah, well, those are, those are great uh, to know and to see. And I would say, again, I, I think, as you just said, I've transmuted much of that. Yeah. And, uh, now I'm an open book. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like to just be myself. I don't like to try to divert the attention, you know, to me. And I just, I, I think it's part of the practice of now who I am and, and what I'm trying to do and serve in the world. Yes, totally. And you are doing so many things. So I also want to know what is a daily ritual that you never skip? So for me, I know a lot of people have morning routines and they're like really regimented as to like, I wake up and I do, you know, this particular drink, which, you know, I, I, I do a hydration as well. Then they do the cold plunge. Then they do the meditation. They do what I, what I do is actually the opposite of that. So I believe in morning routines and I think everyone should have one. But since I am an Aries and since I suffered from essentially um, 10 years of all sorts of autoimmune um, and, and diseases, I pushed myself too hard. And so for me, I actually wake up without an alarm clock to actually a, a, a sunrise lamp that wakes me up with light. If the sun rising doesn't wake me up, depending on the season, and I ease into the day. And so for me, it's actually about intention and purpose and calm and gaining my state so that when my two daughters wake up and I help them get ready for school and it's the stress of the day and then I'm meeting with my team and I have clients and all that, I'm ready for it because I've already centered myself. So yeah. for me, it's more about motivational books that I read, inspiration, journaling, knowing what my purpose is and easing into the day rather than hard workouts, cold plunge, yeah. et cetera, if that makes sense. I totally, totally agree. And like not having such a strict, like rigid routine that you feel like I have to do this. Cause anytime yes. you're like, have this kind of like laundry list of things that you need to do, it adds more stress rather than peace, which is what we're trying to do in the morning. Exactly. Right. Okay. So I want to know about your journey with functional medicine and if you had some kind of like spiritual awakening during this path and what's led you to where you are now? Well, for me, I had a, I had a really tough, I had a tough childhood in terms of emotional based angst, not knowing who I was, what I was all about, what I was supposed to be doing. These are questions I would ask myself. I was a very strange child. Mm -hmm. And I also was the oldest born. I'm an Aries and I'm, trying to be a perfectionist in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And ultimately that led to me burning out my senior year of high school, which is way too young for, for anyone. Wow. Yeah. And I ended up with what's called Addison's disease, which is rare, but it's primary Addison's disease, which is where you stop producing cortisol. Wow. And doctors had no idea to look for it. And it led to type two diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, mast cell activation syndrome and all sorts of issues. And I spent two years before I was even diagnosed with it. And then another eight years, because this is the 90s, the mid 90s to early 2000s, trying to figure out how to get well. And because you weren't supposed to be able to recover from these things that I had. And I met, eventually, I met a lot of great practitioners, but I met my mentor, Dr. Pete, who helped me put together. Ayurvedic medicine with functional medicine at home lab testing with doshas or genetics. And I started to see the whole picture. Mm. And it was at that point where I spent nine and a half years trying to get well. And in six months, I got completely better. And wow. so that was a dramatic turnaround for me. Um, it was kind of like a, 
you know, an overnight success story that took nine and a half years to get there. Yes. Um, nobody should take that long. It should take four to six months or three to six months maximum, knowing what we know now. But there was a spiritual awakening along the way. And it happened at like, I used to, I used to, couldn't, I couldn't sleep. So the thing about Addison's disease is that you don't produce cortisol, which is the stress hormone, the energy hormone in the body. It's also powerful anti-inflammatory. Well, I had flu-like symptoms every day of my life. I was tired upon waking because I, you know, you just produce melatonin and you can't turn it off because there's no cortisol to turn melatonin off, which is a sleep hormone. And um, at night was equally as difficult because there was no signal to drop cortisol to increase melatonin again. So I, w- I was a complete insomniac wow. and I couldn't rest. I couldn't recuperate. I was exhausted. My body hurt. And I just broke down one night and I just basically gave in. And I just said, I don't care anymore whether I get well or not. I'm just going to live my life. And once I released all the pressure that I put on myself of like, you need to figure this out. It has to be this new practitioner. It has to be this new supplement, this new whatever. I actually started to feel a little bit better bit by bit. It's because I released this massive tension from my body and I became a more spiritual person. I can't say a more religious person, but right. a more spiritual person. And yeah. that was a big turning point for me. Well, cause I think that our, can our soul's connection to our body is kind of this driving force of our healing. So I just feel like so many people I know that have autoimmune disorders or had, that was the catalyst of their spiritual journey, their health journey. And it was kind of like, okay, it wasn't all for nothing. Absolutely. And I, I later found out that it was my gut issues, mm. candida overgrowth, bacterial overgrowth, like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and H. pylori, which is a bacteria that can grow in, in your stomach, along with you know leaky gut intestinal permeability, which many people have heard of now, and stress. But it was the stress that exacerbated all of this. So I couldn't get well, even on digestive healing protocols, because I still had so much stress. So did the stress, so did the stress cause the things like SIBO and candida overgrowth? It's it's a good question. It can, right. but it did not in my particular instance. But it certainly didn't help. Now, right. preceding this from 14 years old to 17 years old, which is what I ultimately I, I have um, a book called The Rain Barrel Effect, and I bring that up because everybody has a rain barrel. And eventually, as you start to fill it up, you feel symptoms of dis-ease in the body, right? So it's headaches and lethargy. You need caffeine to get going in your day. Just You don't have the same get up and go that you used to. Those are symptoms. Eventually, though, your rain barrel overflows and you get diagnosed with disease, right? And what's the disease? Well, for me, it was Addison's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, type 2 diabetes, et cetera. Now, I had symptoms, though, along the way. Allergies, acne, sinus congestion, bloating, those types of things, acid reflux as a teenager. I was put on antibiotics from 14 years old to 17 years old. Every day I swallowed two capsules of amoxicillin. Oh oh my God. So over my childhood, I swallowed over 3000 capsules of antibiotics. So I just completely decimated my digestive tract and bacteria. So I wiped out my immune system. I caused intestinal permeability. So every time I ate, all the proteins would seep out into my bloodstream, causing autoimmune reactions. And then along with the stress, my body broke down. So that might be more of a severe case, but I'm not the only one that this has happened to. Yeah, I definitely took a lot of antibiotics. I always had like strep throat. I would always get tonsillitis and strep. So I, I had so many antibiotics when I was younger as well. So if we look at, so what are some other like main causes of leaky gut and these other digestive issues that can wreak havoc on our system. So we talked about antibiotics. We talked about stress. Like what are some of the other main culprits? Uh, Some of the big ones are fried food because Mm -hmm. of the inflammation that it causes the oxidation. Another one is alcohol. Another one is heavy metals and those heavy metals like aluminum and mercury, um, or even believe it or not, like nonstick pans. Mm. So what kind of pans should we be using? So in an ideal world, you don't want to use aluminum pans either. So you, want, you can use an aluminum core, but you want to go for stainless steel or glass or cast iron or 
what's another really good one? Well, those are the, you can use copper as well as long as your copper levels are not high. So those are all ways that you can get away from the Teflon, the nonstick, the whatever it might be. Oh, ceramic is another good one as well. As long as okay, that's what I was going to ask because I have like that. I think it's called green pan, and they're ceramic. But then sometimes I notice like the inside part looks like it's like chipping. I'm like, ew, am I eating that? That's what you have to be careful of. You never want to consume any of those chips and scrapes. And so the worst part is when we use a metal spatula. And we scrape the pan. So you really want to use a bamboo, wooden spatula, something that's not going to cause the scraping to get those in your food. Because the other thing that happens is that our body creates biofilms inside the intestines. And that's where heavy metals also get trapped as well. And then they protect the parasites, the yeast, or the bacteria growing under there that enables them to continue to live and to thrive. So Mm -hmm. we use protocols like the CBO protocol to break down the biofilm that then allows you to use herbals like antimicrobials to then kill the yeast and the bacteria and the parasites. And actually your body needs some bacteria and it needs some yeast. You just don't want it to be overgrown. So it's always a balance inside of the gut microbiome. Okay. So I just did a parasite cleanse too. And it was, I'm like, I can't tell if it worked. Like I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had parasites because I've traveled so much. I've gotten sick. Like I have like all these like random little symptoms. Um, and yeah, like some weird stuff came out, but like some people are like telling us that there's basically like worms in their toilet. And I'm like, okay, I didn't have that. Some people can see that for sure. Yes. Some people absolutely do see worms in their toilet, especially when you combine the biofilm disruptors with the parasite antimicrobials. Um, that is like, that's the combination because you have to be able to access those parasites with the great things like the wormwood and the black walnut hulls and the mimosa pudica, we know those work, artemisia, but you combine them then with something like a fluorofilm, a biofilm disruptor, that's when you maximize your results. Okay. So is there like a brand of like cleanse that you would suggest? Well, I'm biased. I'd formulate uh, for equal life. That's what oh. you use in our clinical practice. So equal life has a mold protocol, a heavy metal, a parasite, uh, which is called the parasupport, uh, because legally you can't call it parasite, and the CBO protocol for the digestive system. So, I mean, this is what we do. This is what we've done for a long time, and we created them out of necessity. So there are a lot of great functional medicine brands out there. Like there are amazing brands, and I'm always happy to share because I'm I'm here about promoting the functional medicine and integrative health industry. So Thorn's a great brand. Pure Encapsulations is a great brand. There's a lot of great brands, but what we needed were protocols, not products, but actual protocols to help people heal. And no one product in the world is going to help someone fix everything. It's like, yeah. I tried that for 10 years. It, you know, No amount of B12 was going to bring back my energy. Now, if you have yeah. low B12, of course it's helpful, but usually it's not one thing that's going to help someone get well. Right. So if we've got, if we know that we've got issues, like do, is the best place to start like taking this inflammation test? In my opinion, And I would say it's not just my opinion. We've worked now with over a quarter of a million people, probably around 300,000 client appointments. All everyone that we've met with has seen a half a dozen plus people before. Mm. The the difference with us is that we just stopped guessing. That's how I ultimately got well. My Dr. Pete, my my mentor, my doctor, she ran some unique at-home lab tests that showed me you have this, you have this, you have this, you don't have this. And you don't have this, so you don't need to be supplemented and you don't need to worry about those. And what it allowed me to do is just not take 30 nutritional supplements right? to focus my attention and my time on what really mattered. And I could also have a predictable outcome. If I have this, like let's say candida bacterial overgrowth, and then I do this, I should be able to retest and see that I'm now healthy and clear of that. And so that's what we do. And right. so, yes, my, my highest recommendation is that if you've been str- struggling for a while and you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, that you run an at-home lab test that pertains then to what's wrong with your body. So if it's hormonal, you're just suffering from infertility or like during your luteal phase of your menstrual cycle, let's say the last like five or seven days before you get your, your period, your menstrual cycle, you're dealing with some water retention, acne, low mood, poor sleep, night sweats, like anything like that. Okay. It sounds like estrogen dominance. 
Could we help you with estrogen dominance? The answer is yes. Would it be better for me and you in order to prove that it's estrogen dominance with an at-home lab test called the stress moving metabolism test and then do the protocol and then do a retest if we choose to afterwards to show, listen, not only do you not have any more of the symptoms, this is your healthy baseline now. This is you feeling well. These are what your numbers look like. So yes, that's what we do. And one of the easiest things to look at is inflammation in your body. And that's the lab that we ran today. I believe that every human should run the inflammation test to ensure that they're not building up all this inflammation. And inflammation is implicated in 90% of all disease in the world. Right. So what exactly, like, maybe let's just go over the results of my test. So then we know exactly like what it's telling us. Absolutely. So you ran a a lab at home. Um, Mm -hmm. All you do is you prick your finger, like you're going to take your glucose levels, your blood sugar, and you put a couple of drops of blood on the card. You mail in the card. A few weeks later, you get your results. We're looking at two numbers, your omega-6 levels to your omega-3 levels. I'll explain that first. Omega-6s are more inflammatory fats. Now, we need them. And believe it or not, we need more omega-6s than we do omega-3s. The proper ratio for health is about a three to one of omega-6s to omega-3s. The average American that follows the standard American diet is an 18 to one ratio. Wow. So you can see how inflamed they are. And the reason is, is that when you're getting all of these oxidized oils, like a oxidized, let's say, let's just say like a, a, a seed oil, yeah, it can become a high level omega-6 in your body. But also almost all of the meats and fish and eggs and proteins produced in the world right now is from farms that are high inflammatory meat producers. They give their cattle and cows growth hormone, recumbent bovine growth hormone, it's called. They give them estrogen. They feed them antibiotics. You can look this up. This is not exaggeration. They give them all the foods that cows wouldn't eat typically, including Skittles. And that is not exaggeration to fatten them up. Oh my gosh. So it's all the stale leftover candy, essentially, that they don't, they'll just feed it to the cattle, cheap food. Nobody knew about this until there was an enormous Skittle spill on a rural road uh, in the Midwest. And they're like, why are all these Skittles on the road? Well, they'd taken them into a farm, believe it or not. So like these cows are not healthy, nor the chickens. So so it's like the... Like meat and protein is not the problem. It's the way that they are raising them. Like it's we, if we were to eat them in like a very like natural, from a very natural source that was doing all the right things, then protein and eggs are not the enemy. That's correct. Exactly. And so, so if you know that you're getting, like we go to like a ranch and get like grass-fed beef. So is that yes. okay? So grass-fed beef. They can actually test this, but most are at exact three to one ratio. Okay. So it's proper. It's what it should be. Mm-hmm. And, and same with eggs. So about a three to one ratio. Um, it does depend on obviously what the um, chickens are foraging on. Right. And then when we look at fish, so fish is the most powerful anti-inflammatory protein. Um, and that is because it's actually tipped the other way where you get more omega-3s than you do omega-6s, but only if it's wild caught. Right. If it's farm raised, it actually has more fat and more omega sixes, which is, you know, which is too bad. Mm. So when I look at your ratio, I'm essentially without knowing the person, knowing their diet, I'm looking at their omega sixes. Okay. How many omega six foods are they eating versus omega three foods? And so we want everyone in our practice to be at a minimum of a five to one ratio or less. Now in an ideal world, we want you to be at a three to one because that is what's been proven to be the most beneficial for overall healthy levels of inflammation in the body. You right now are at a five to one. Okay. So you're at that sweet spot. However, okay. we need to move it into the optimal, which is the three to one ratio. Right. Now, the way that we do that most likely, I just, I just, it's a guess, is that you're eating more grass-fed, pastured eggs, chicken than you are fish. 
And so that's giving you more of the three to one. Now, when you combine that with normal omega-6s from the diet, nuts and seeds and those types of things, which are higher in omega-6s than they are omega-3s, you're getting that five to one ratio. Okay. That makes sense. So I'll tell you how to easily fix this in a moment without even changing your diet, but um, we'll, we'll go over your A, your arachidonic acid to EPA next. Okay. So the arachidonic acid to EPO, EPA, why do we run that? Well, arachidonic acid is the most inflammatory omega-6. So we want to look at the most uh, vicious one, right? And then EPA is its counterbalance because EPA can actually squelch arachidonic acid and it helps to balance it because it's the most anti-inflammatory omega-3. Now, EPA can be created to DHA and a lot more. But why we run this is that we found that the type of omega-3 that makes the biggest difference that people eat the, less, the least amount in their diets is EPA. So your level is an 11.3 to one. And again, we want it below a five, but ideally below a three. Okay. So what this means is that although your omega-6 to omega-3 is pretty good, if we didn't run this other ratio, we wouldn't know. And, and I know this now for sure, you're eating more beef in your diet and chicken, uh, things like that, than you are fish. Yeah. Because if you weren't, arachidonic acid is not high in fish, but it is in beef. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So then do you like recommend, like how much meat do you eat? Like, are you eating a protein with every meal or like, what are you, what's the vibe? So I look at everything from an unbiased perspective and no dog in the race. Right. So I don't have like a nutrition plan. I tell people to follow a Mediterranean style anti-inflammatory right. nutrition plan because it is correlated with the longest life and a decrease in all cause mortality. Meaning mm -hmm. like the top five causes of death are cardiovascular heart attacks, stroke and high blood pressure, type two diabetes, cancer, and Alzheimer's. An anti-inflammatory omega-3 diet helps to diminish that by an enormous amount. And I mean, we could do this, uh, turn into a whole podcast. You have to be also be careful with how much protein you are eating. Right. So there are really good studies now, and I have a difficult time refuting them because I would love to eat more meat. <laughs> but if you start to go above 20% of your diet from meat, it can lead to higher all-cause mortality as well as cancer. So for me, I've moved it to essentially being plant-based during the day and having my meat or fish with my dinner at night when I sit down with my family. Yeah. That's what I've actually been feeling called to do. I was, when I did this cleanse, it was like, basically they wanted you to just eat fruit for mm -hmm. two weeks. But then, yeah, I went, once I finished it, I would start, I would kind of eat fruit until about 2 PM. And then I would have more like a salad. And then at dinner, I would have like a protein and a veg and that I was like, okay, I feel like that's what feels best for me. And that will vary based on the individual. Like I have protein for breakfast, but it's a, um, so I do a smoothie for breakfast. I can just tell people my diet. I'm happy yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, I do. I like to, I like to get my nutrition, my vitamins, my minerals, all those things in the morning. Cause I haven't eaten for, I do a 14 hour intermittent fast in our practice. People typically do between 12 and 16 based on what's right for your body. Yeah. And, um, so I, I break that with an, uh, simple to digest breakfast, which is essentially a liquid smoothie. And I put wild blueberries in there. I put a half a frozen banana and I'll, I'll typically add some other type of fruit. And so high antioxidants, I add uh, what's called daily nutritional support powder. It's 15 grams of uh, plant-based protein and all my vitamins and minerals in that. So like, that's how I start my day. I drink that over about 60 minutes for lunch. I do a plant-based protein, chickpeas or hemp hearts that seems to digest really well for me. And I do a lot of vegetables. I do like three cups of of veggies and mm. I just, you know, pick a variety and then I add olive oil to that. Um, so extra virgin olive oil, which is, uh, probably the healthiest fat in the world. I could go into cancer research and all these type of uh, oleic acid, which only exists in olive oil, well, actually it, the highest amounts in olive oil. And then I add for me, because I'm not someone that needs to lose weight. Um, and I'm someone that actually will trend more what's called catabolic, uh, on that side. I'll add a healthy starch. It might be purple sweet potatoes. It might be Japanese yams, something like that. Some people might add rice. Um, but it's more plant, it's plant-based. 
Yeah. And it's also a lot of fiber. So it keeps me satiated. I still get 15 to 20 grams of protein at my breakfast and my lunch. And then at night, okay, that's when I do my protein. Now in an ideal world, I would actually have my heavier protein at lunch when your body is stronger for digestion. And cause you want to go to bed with a pre-digested stomach. Like you don't want to go yes. to bed with a lot of food in your stomach. Exactly. So what we do to mitigate that is we do dinner at five 30, which I know is early for a lot of people and families. Um, but we just commit to that. And that then gives me about what, four hours or so before bed that I can digest that meal. Yeah. I feel so much better when I eat early. Like I'm like, I'm an old lady. Like I need to eat five <laughs> It's better for sure. You should. I, don't, I, I can't sleep. Like if I have still have like food kicking around in there, I literally will wake up five times in the middle of the night. Well, people can test it for themselves. Like I've, that's the thing is like, I've, I use biometrics and lab testing to quantify all of these results. Yeah. And so, you know, people can use a whoop strap and aura ring, like whatever your favorite device is. But if I stop eating by 5.30, my deep sleep improves, my HRV improves, my REM sleep improves, my temperature drops appropriately, my breath, like everything gets better. Now, if I'm out to dinner and it's a special occasion, I'm out with friends and I have a big dinner at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, which is still late for me. Back in the day, I would eat dinner at like nine o'clock, which is kind yeah. of funny, but my sleep is terrible, especially if I have a glass of alcohol. Yeah. Uh, my HRV will plummet. My deep sleep will go down to like 45 minutes. My REM sleep will be like, you know, 45 minutes. It's not good. So when you start to see these things, you notice the trends and you do more of what's making you healthy, hopefully, and less of what's making you unhealthy. Now, I want to also say I am, I have no longer have any diseases, like no Addison's disease, no rheumatoid, no other immune, no anything. And every year I feel healthier than the year before. Mm. And I share that because I want people to have hope for whatever they're dealing with, like the worst of the worst, because I was told that I would never recover. The thing is, though, as you begin to empty that rain barrel, you get healthier and you get healthier and your body becomes more resilient. I used to not be able to, to have a cheat meal or to have any of these things, but now I do that or I miss a night's sleep because I'm traveling or whatever it might be, and I'm no worse for the wear. Now, yeah. I don't want to take advantage of that, but your body becomes stronger over time and it allows you to then get away with, oh, you're at a wedding, you want to have a couple glasses of alcohol with friends and you know a flex meal. Good. No problem. Like you're you're not going to get sick because of that. Yeah. And I think that was a question I had too. It's like in the summer, it's just there's always something. It's like patio cocktails, or we're going on the boat, or we're it's like there's so many more temptations. So it's like, how like do you have any hacks for? just finding a little bit more balance. Like if you know that you're going to be like having a couple of cocktails or like eating a piece of wedding cake or whatever it is, like what are some things that you do to kind of offset that? So there's really, there's so much. So the first thing is I give myself one to two meals, not days, one to two meals a week that I can have whatever I want at that single meal. Yeah. And it's definitely one a week. So I enjoy bread and pasta. Yes. I grew up in an Italian and Portuguese family. I don't want to cut that out of my life forever. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm not feeling well, I just I won't add more inflammation to my body, right? More omega-6s. Um, but I do that and I enjoy it and and I, you know, make no excuses. I like to do that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. And that's part of a healthy routine. Now, you can take an enzyme, it's called like gluten and dairy support. It helps break down the gluten and dairy. And there's also um, called the universal binder that you can use to bind up some of those things, but at the same, and it will help, it will help with bloating. It will help with skin issues. So great to use, especially before drinking alcohol, but also at the same time, if I didn't bring those with me to dinner, it wouldn't be the end of the world because my goal is to get back on track with nutrition that next day. Yeah. So I'll never do two days, two meal, two days in a row. Like it can't be a Friday and Saturday night. It could be a Thursday and a Saturday or a Wednesday and a Saturday, but it can't be two days in a row because the inflammation takes anywhere from 12 to 36 hours to dissipate in the body. Mm. So, and it compounds if you start doing it multiple days in a row, it might take 72 hours. So that's what I do. And then I I follow my intermittent fasting. I'm getting to bed. I'm I'm trying to just mitigate that. But then also the older I get, the less meaningful it becomes to have to have the drink to enjoy myself as well. And that only comes with going through the process and the journey of life. Because now I go out, I'll go out to have drinks with people and I get a soda water with a splash of cranberry 
and a squeeze of lime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I order on my own, so no one knows, great. If not, I have no problem stepping into myself and being confident ordering that. And it's what I chose to do. Yeah. And I feel like the same way, like just getting older and knowing how good it feels to feel good. It's like just not worth it. And like, sometimes I will, don't get me wrong. I love a glass of wine, but, but when I'm like, Oh, I can actually have fun without drinking. If you're not stressing yourself out about it and like worrying what other people are thinking or like worrying, like, Oh my gosh, am I being too quiet or like getting in your head about it? You actually can have fun if you stand in that confidence around it. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned. It's like, because there are times where I would be like worried what other people would think or felt like I had to make up some kind of excuse. And then that's when I felt like I would be really quiet or not be able to have fun. But when I was like, I don't care what anyone thinks, this is what I'm doing. Then I actually, I'm like, I'm so fun without drinking. (laughs) And I feel like I can even be more fun because I'm not, I feel like sometimes alcohol can make you a little bit anxious. So it's like, why would I want to feel that way? Again, don't get me wrong. Doesn't mean I never drink because I do, but I do like way, way less because I have been more on a health journey and like noticing that feeling good, like makes everything in your life better. My my brother-in-law was shocked the first time I went out with him and his buddies and a bunch of mutual friends to watch a Stanley cup game at a bar. And Mm -hmm. I didn't drink and I was just as nuts as everybody else. Yeah. Like, cheering the team. Like he didn't say it during the time. He said, uh, like a, you know, maybe a week later, he's like, I cannot believe that you can go out like that in that setting, have a good time and not drink. Yeah. And, and I just said, well, it's about the environment, the people, the game and the alcohol. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie it would enhance that for me because I would, what, what would you, it would just allow alcohol is a depressant in a way. Yeah. Meaning like it will kind of calm your nervous system. There's a reason why people enjoy it. And I'm not going to deny that. However, if you are able to turn that on yourself, then you can get those same feelings. Yeah. And that's just what I, I just recommend that people try it or you know, if you're drinking three nights in a row right now, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday during the summer months is you just try to cut out one day and, and try that and do, you know, mocktails. It's not like you can't make something enjoyable, like a mocktail mojito can be a delicious drink. And so I love getting mocktails because it's like, yeah, it's like something different and it feels like a little treat. So yeah. Love that. And I did go through like a whole like thing last year. I was like, I'm going totally sober. Uh-huh. And then I was like, mm, you know what? <laughs> Once in a while, I don't want to like totally restrict myself because then it makes you feel like if you have one, you're like, oh, I'm cheating. I need to like, you know, get all the drinking in that I can because I'm having a cheat day or whatever. But it's like, no, I drink on occasion. That's what I say. Yes. I drink on occasion. Um, And even then it's like so much less. And I feel like that's made such a big difference as well. So Absolutely. And then another, I started a dance party completely sober at my friend's birthday party. And like, you guys are boring. No one's dancing. And I was the only person not drinking and got the whole dance floor going. So, you know, you never know. No. And, and people, the thing I, I believe that in our profession is that someone has to be the first one Yeah, and you need to lead by example. Yes. So it's remarkable how much less that my brother-in-law or someone like that, they, they just, they won't do it. Like if I'm not, they don't feel a need to. And yeah. so they're good. And, and it's just one person starts it and, and you can go from there. But, you know, again, it just goes back to having your why. And for me, it's just not worth it the next day yeah. to not have abundant energy and feel great. It's exactly. just not, especially now that I have two daughters, like it's not fair to them. Yeah. It's not fair to me how I feel. Um, so that that's basically it. But like you said, on special occasions, well, you get to be human and you yeah. get to choose whatever you want to choose. Exactly. Okay. Love that. So people are going to do the inflammation test. If people want to take it a step further, what does that like look like? Cause I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have SIBO. I'm pretty sure it's like, I've been, I've like, I've, I've gone to naturopaths before and this is actually, I want to ask you this too. I feel like one thing with naturopaths, 
It's like you go and they test you for one thing and then they're like, okay, it's not that. And then they test you for another thing. And it's like, you're going to all these appointments. I'm like, can we just test for everything? Like this is getting annoying. So like, what's your thought process on that? Like, how do you like do the testing side of things? So, you know, people have suffered long enough that that's basically one of my mottos. You help them right away. Yeah. And that is why we actually now just offer straight to lab testing if you want. Yeah. And we ship labs to 27 countries around the world because, and this is the best, honestly, this is the best way to do it. You meet for a consultation with either a member on my team at Equal Life or your local naturopathic doctor or whoever like is the right fit for you. And the best, you do a consultation, they do listen to your story. They maybe look at some previous labs and then they recommend the right labs for you. Now that's the best way. However, if you're open to it, I recommend just running what's called the big five labs. The big five labs will tell you everything about your body. And it is what I run myself every single year, even though I am healthy, to make sure that I'm not falling into any deficiencies or have any toxicities. So the big five are food sensitivity testing for 193 common foods. It is digestive testing for candida overgrowth uh, for, you can see some mold markers for bacteria, for your mitochondrial energy function, for all your vitamin levels. It looks at your inflammation levels. It looks at your hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, cortisol through the whole day. Your thyroid functional, not just TSH, but your T4, T3, and TPO antibodies your vitamin D3, your blood sugar levels in terms of insulin and hemoglobin A1C. Plus you're looking at all, you're looking at your heavy metals, aluminum, mercury, cadmium, arsenic, lead, trying to pull all those out of my mind. Um, And then your mineral levels, because minerals are as important as vitamins, if not more important for energy in the body and at the right ratios. And it's just a remarkable way to understand your body at the deepest level. And so if you can, you run what's called the big five, And if you can't, the next level down is the starter kit, which looks at your gut, your heavy metals, your vitamins, your minerals, your energy function. And that's a good second best. So yeah, and that's probably just from like a a price standpoint, correct? Exactly. The only reason you wouldn't run the big five, honestly, is because of price. Because I I have done that before and it, it it was a pretty penny, but I mean, it's so telling. 100%. And we, we actually charge it pretty much at cost. So- For us, it's about, the thing is, when you get your results back, there's enough to spend money on with a gym membership or an aura ring, a whoop strap, like whatever you're getting, we don't, we don't, that's not how our business model works. Like we don't want to say like, we, our, go, our goal is this, bring at-home lab testing to everyone everywhere in the world if possible. Yeah. And so we have really low cost entry level tests like this inflammation test. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a phenomenal offer. I know for your community, we're trying to get that out to as many people as possible, yes. but at some point you probably do want to go deeper. And so I just want to share at 19 years old, when I first, when I first learned about this type of testing, again, two years after getting sick, it took a full two years is that I couldn't run the big five. So I ran two labs. And then when I could afford my family, my mother and I could afford more than another six months later, we tested more. And so it's not like you can never do them, but it's like, get started, do something, and you're going to be on your healing path. And I really believe that that is the case for most people. And then on the consultation, you would probably help them be like, okay, this, I feel like you should start here if this is all you can afford. And you can kind of help them kind of know what starting point would work for them. Absolutely. And, and yeah. so I write about this again in the rain barrel effect is a de-stress protocol. It's diet, exercise, stress reduction, toxin removal, rest, emotional balance, scientifically backed supplements, and a success mindset. So we give you a plan to heal. If you're only getting a supplement or only getting a diet, I don't know. I've just never seen it work. I've been in this profession yeah. 25 years. <laughs> I've worked with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you really need a well-rounded protocol. And the thing is, everybody's coming into it in a different spot. Like you might already be good with your nutrition. Okay. Then we don't need to focus as much there. We focus on something else. Right. And you know, don't think you're going to be like doing boot camps for exercise. If you're not walking 10,000 steps a day, well, we don't need to do more than that. We just start, we start with where you're at and we begin to 
tweak that. So that's why there's a huge difference between running that home lab test, but running that home lab test and actually getting a plan associated with that. That's really what makes the difference. Right. Totally. Oh, I'm like, okay, well, I want to do it now. (laughs) We have to make sure that you do your your inflammation tests. Again, it was a great start. So again, based on your test, your recommendations are a little bit more wild caught salmon or wild caught trout or sardines or mackerel or anchovies. Um, And if you don't like those, no problem. You can still eat your chicken, your fish, your eggs, um, add some beans, some lentils, if you'd like in that as well. And then also you can add a good quality daily omega-3 supplement Mm -hmm. that has two grams of omega-3s with more than a two to one ratio of EPA to DHA. And if you do that and you don't change your diet, you'll automatically correct your ratios in the inflammation in your body within about six weeks. Okay. I mean, I love fish though. So I'll just be adding all of that in as well. That's excellent. So three to four times a week of those five fish that I just named should get you to that three to one ratio. Because I always worry about like the metals and like, I don't know. So that's why I named those five fish specifically. So those ones have fewer, like. They have low to no mercury. Okay. Perfect. Okay. It's the tuna, the swordfish, the ones that people tend to really love. Yeah. They're larger fish and they have a lot more mercury. What about sable fish? It's a good question. I have a podcast. If you want to link it up for your community, where I go through all of the fish and the category, if it's low to no moderate or high. And if it's low to no, you can eat it daily. If it's moderate once a week. And if it's high once a month. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Send that over. Cause we need to, I need to listen to that. Absolutely. Amazing. So everyone, you guys get to do the inflammation score at home test for free, correct? It is completely free. You just pay shipping and handling. It's a $99 test and it's essentially what we're doing is a, a first lab free program for anyone that's never run a lab through Ecolife. We want to introduce them to functional medicine testing. Uh, it changed my life and I want to try to do the same for at least you know one or two other people out there. So that's what we're doing right now. Yes. Yes. So we're going to link you guys and it's stephencabral.com slash chakra, but we'll have the link for you guys in the show notes as well definitely suggest to just do that and get things moving. I know as soon as I started just paying more attention to my health and connecting more to my body, it makes such a difference in all areas of your life. Because once, when you feel good, you have more energy to like do all the things that you love. You have more energy to go for your dreams. You have more energy to be the best friend, wife, whatever. Like you just, everything changes and it all starts with physical health. I truly, truly, truly believe that. So I'm excited for you guys to try it. So Dr. Cabral, thank you so, 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 so much for all this information. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm like, sign me up. Let's do this. (laughs) No, I'm excited. It was great chatting with you today. I appreciate you letting me connect with your community, your audience. Obviously people can connect with me uh, on social media, my website, which is just stephencabral.com my book, The Rain Barrel Effect. I like people to start with free uh, because it, it just builds the, the trust in the relationship. Yeah. And um, so again, I appreciate you and, and all the service and work that you're doing for your community. And, and I, got to, I got to learn myself as well, uh, a lot more about astrology and, and different yeah. signs and essentially more of who I am and, and uh, transmuting that into a healthier individual myself. Yes. Amazing. This has been lovely. So you guys make sure to check out all the things we'll link you everywhere. Um, and yeah, everyone have an amazing day. Reach out to us, DM us, share this episode with a friend, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 